Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters, the Temptress Witch, Miss Ivy, the Senior Official Ref, Amy Veronica, OG Will Denardo, and the Executive, Mr. Nelio Cuomo Costa. Talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted. I'm here with OG and with Ref Thick, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about where we think AEW will go in the next couple of months and next couple of years. Obviously, AEW is making uh, some big strides right now. They're picking up a lot of talent. Uh, if you have not listened to our interview with Crowbar yet, Crowbar was just on uh, Dark Elevation. And uh, he was in that locker room in WCW in the 90s when they were picking up all that talent. And so he was able to kind of compare and contrast some of that a little bit for us. Make sure you go watch that episode with Crowbar because we talk a little bit about this in that interview with him. Uh, But we want to talk a little bit today about where we think AEW will end up and uh, and what we see happening for the company moving forward. Guys, AEW is making big strides. They're picking up a lot of talent. There's a lot of rumors out there that they're picking up Bray. They're picking up Braun. They're picking up Buddy Murphy. Um, you know, they're, do- they're doing the this, that, and the other thing, right? Um, they already have Brian Danielson. They've got Adam Cole. They've got CM Punk. They've got Sting. They've got, you know, everybody and their roster. mother, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's just continuing. It's just continuing. Uh that being said, the ratings for those guys have uh, have been increasing, you know, so that they're they're steadily they're steadily over the and consistently over the million mark um, for Dynamite. Do we think that that's going to be affected? My first question for you is: Do we think that that's going to be affected when we move to TBS? Because they're they're moving from TNT to TBS um, in just a in just a short while here. I think it's in January, yep. right? Yeah. Um, so do we think that that's going to be, uh, a big change in terms of numbers for them? And will that be a setback for them? Uh, I'm going to go to ref Amy first here. So I think in short term, it will see a little bit of a dip because there it's been shown over and over again. Um, not just wrestling fans, but TV watchers in general are creatures of habit. And when you change something about, um, the shows they're watching, sometimes you do lose fans. But I think in long term, it will be better. It will grow faster than um, when it was on TNT because if my memory serves me correct, when this for- story first broke, I believe TBS is available in more households than TNT. It's just a, with a basic package, like even with, like if you have uh, what is it, AT&T now, whatever it's called now, um, it's it's one of the first channels that you have the option of getting. So I believe short term, yes, you'll see the dip, but as long as they're able to bring people back, they'll recover fast. And I think they'll go past TNT. It's numbers. Well, what do you think? I completely agree. I don't think it's going to make, I mean, yeah, they they may, they may dip a little bit, but I don't think it'll change much. I think once they, once they find their footing on TBS, then they'll be back up to whatever numbers they've had or keep trending up like they are. Mm-hmm. So one thing that AEW has been doing um, really well, that WCW did really well, um, was the use of celebrities, right? 
uh, WWE, in my opinion, my humble opinion, um, has not done such a great job with celebrities in a long time. WWE, when it was WWF, they did some good things with celebrities um, that made it worthwhile, especially in the 80s, right? In the in the late 80s, early 90s, that's kind of how they got their pops. Um, but we haven't seen as much of that in the last 20 years, for sure, from the WWE. Um, the last real thing I can think of is when Trump was at WrestleMania for the hair versus hair match. That's the last time they used somebody well, really, right? Um, um, I mean, Bad Bunny had a, a good Mania match. Yeah, but he, he had a good Mania match. Um, and It was rough getting there. It was yeah. rough getting there. Yeah. You know, whereas Trump was kind of just a consistent, you know, he's 45, I mean, brother. He's yeah, 45. he didn't have to do much. He just you know? had to be himself. Right. Um, so that's something that kind of, um, intrigues me a little bit is that AEW is using these celebrities pretty well. They brought Tyson in. It got a lot of, it got a lot of jive going, you know, um, they brought Shaq in. It got a lot of, got a lot of media going. Okay. Put Shaq through a table. They put Shaq through a table, right? Um, you know, Rosario Dawson and, and the, the whole nine yards. So do we think that, AEW is going to have to rely on those every now and then pushes from celebrities to maintain the number that they're at because WWE hasn't had to do that to maintain their numbers, right? Their numbers have stayed in the high 1 million, low 2 millions, no matter what, even in the worst of programming in the last three years, right? So do we think that AEW is going to have to um, lean on that a little bit more in order to pop the number they need? Because we're seeing a pop in the numbers and then it declines and it doesn't go down as far as it was before the pop, but it declines. And then we see another little pop and then it comes down, you know, comes back. Um, Will, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily centered around celebrities. I think it's just, there's so much wrestling, stuff out there at the moment that it's tough to keep up with so mm-hmm. maybe they kind of um, i mean it that's to me that seems more storyline based so like depending on what the show looks like that week maybe not as many people will tune in mm-hmm. but um on nights like where you have brian danielson versus kenny omega you know a lot of people are going to be tuning in so i think that that has more to do with the matches they book rather than a celebrity push. Okay. Excuse me. Rough Amy. So I don't, as someone who has studied like marketing and stuff, I don't really see that as something that they're relying on. I see that as a tool that they're using. Cause like one thing that I've realized with working with CCW is at some point you run out of wrestling fans that you market to. And you have to it, get new people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans into the product. Because, like, one of the big things with the Attitude Era, a lot of those fans weren't wrestling fans. They were just like, oh, this looks like a car accident. I want to keep freaking watching it. I want to see the tits and the ass and the blood. They're not, they didn't stick around when it suddenly got into, like, a wrestling-based product. And that's shown in WWE's numbers. So I think with AW's trying to use celebrities to bring in those fans who necessarily wouldn't be tuning in. And they could they could be watching like the best like matches in the world, but if unless that celebrity's there to bridge it, like 
you wouldn't be bringing in those fans. So I see them using it as cool rather than like re- relying on it. So that's well, how that's, I look at it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, in our conversation with Crowbar, Crowbar went so far as to say that he thought that AEW would eventually overtake WWE in the ratings. Um, you know, he, he kind of said maybe two years from now, three years from now, um, we didn't really get a chance to talk about that with him. You know, we, we kind of just asked his opinion and then we were kind of moving on. That's mostly my fault because I was kind of trying to keep the interview moving, but, uh, but let's, let's talk about that a little bit now. Let's dive into it now. Um, obviously crowbar is a source that we can trust. Uh, he's lived through the, the Monday night wars, uh, in the locker room backstage, having worked for ECW, WWF and WCW all while the Monday night wars were happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I value his opinion quite a lot. Do we think that AEW is going to overtake the WWE in terms of ratings? Do we think that if they do it, they will do it for both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown? Because obviously SmackDown right now is a much higher rated show than WWE Raw is. Um, And if so, what do you think it's going to take for them to get there? What is it going to take for them to, to make that push to get there? For WCW, it was the NWO, you know? The NWO changed the landscape of wrestling. AEW's changing of the landscape of wrestling was simply existing. So they're going to mm-hmm. have to do something major in order to uh, to get that breakthrough, I think, in order to, to finally pull that number to overtake the WWE. Um, I'm going to go to first year. I So personally... Going off of my gut, I don't think there will ever be a point where WWE lets that happen. And it, like, that comes off as, like, they, they'll definitely pass Raw because I, I just don't understand, like, how, like, Raw is able to be this bad with USA, like, so, supposedly very vocal about their frustrations with it. But I don't think between Fox and USA, like, having those frustrations, I don't think they'll let the product get that bad because sooner or later they're going to have to answer to them. And they're going to have to boost their numbers, whether they like it or not, whether they're doing things that they wouldn't normally be doing. Um, so maybe 10 years down the line, AW might overtake them and it'll be like kind of even, but I just don't see it anytime soon, them overtaking them completely. Mm. If there is, WWE is in really big trouble. I wouldn't see them having TV deals if like AW is like pulling past like SmackDown. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. OG, what do you think? So I'm pretty sure at this point that Dynamite has beaten Raw some weeks. They've not, beaten it's Raw. It's not consistent yet. They but like Raw in viewership. They've beaten Raw in the demographic. Hmm. Okay, in the in the 18 to 34. Okay, which is hmm. the key. Which is the key demo. They haven't beaten Raw in overall number. Okay. Um, not to my knowledge. Anyway, Amy, can you fact check that for me while we can? No, they haven't. They haven't. It's only been demo, and it's only been once. Okay. Anyway, yeah. can continue, Will. But I mean, if they keep growing the way that they are, they're—I don't know if they're gonna like blow them out of the water, but I think that they'll compete. It's gonna be close. It's not gonna be like. It was a few years ago when WWE was the only show to really watch. 
they're I mean obviously it, it's shown that people want to watch AEW. That's not like a um, it's not a new know. thing, right? It's yeah, not, it's not a yeah. secret. Kind of thing of the words. <laughs> yeah, it's not a secret. No, I agree with that. I mean, they're um, they're pulling they're pulling guys. I mean, they literally stole three of the biggest names in wrestling at the at this point so far. I I agree. <clears throat> um, but where where my concern lies as a wrestling fan. And as someone that that lived through the Monday Night Wars and and remembers it, whereas the two of you weren't weren't there for it, right? You weren't wrestling fans for it. You guys no. both kind of came in after WCW was no more. Um, when when that happened with the NWO, you couldn't wait to see what happened next, right? There was, um, they had you hook, line, and sinker. There was no mystery behind Daniel Bryan. You know, and part of that's because of the internet wrestling era. Yeah, I think that's the biggest you know? difference is that all, all of this information is so readily available to people yeah. anymore that, like, it's it's tough to keep things hidden anymore. Mm-hmm. So... To your question, what does AEW need to do? I think they need to just consistently book a solid show. They can't, they can't falter at all. Yeah. Like if they, if they if they get in their own way and they start booking things a certain way, kind of like how WWE does, where they they do a lot of fifty fifty booking, they do a lot of. Um, pushing the people that the fans don't want to be pushed, mm. then they're going to fall right into that pit that WWE is in currently. Well, I agree with that, but, but where I, where I was going with this is um, the level of excitement for Daniel Bryan is not the same level of excitement as there was for Kevin Nash, right? Or for Scott Hall. And for me, I feel like it becomes hard for me as a wrestling fan to get excited about it when I've watched Daniel Bryan wrestle consistently for the last four years, right? As, you know, as Daniel Bryan, not as Bryan Danielson, Um, you know, ever since he came back from his neck injury, um, it's hard for me to get invested in the fact that Adam Cole is wrestling on AEW because I just watched him wrestle on NXT and wrestle incredible matches on NXT. Right. Um, it, it, yes, it's exciting that he's somewhere new and that he can do new and fun things and maybe be a little more creative, but he's not making me watch NXT every, or I'm sorry, he's not making me watch AEW every week. You know, they, they don't have that for me. But when we were in the Monday Night Wars, and this is why I never called the Wednesday Night Wars a Wednesday Night War, by the way. If you go back, even back to the Jolt and Joe days, okay, um, I never called the Wednesday Night Wars the Wednesday Night Wars. I always called it the Wednesday Night Skirmish, right? Because because I never believed that it was a war. It was To me, it was more of like the Cold War. 
Mm. Like everybody thought it was a war, but it really wasn't. Right. Um, there's it too also, much. There's too much. There's nothing to get excited be, about. Yeah. Could it, could it also be because like how you watch TV back then is a lot different than how we do it now. Like I don't watch live wrestling. Like, I record it and watch it later. DVR, 100%. Everything is so readily... I mean, I don't... Yeah. uh, I watch everything on an app. I don't even... Yeah, exactly. I have DVR. So we're probably not even in those numbers uh, that are accounted for these ratings. So it's like... Maybe it's just inevitable that, like, wrestling, as far as, like, live audiences, is going to, like, dwindle down because it's just, like... People don't have time to sit through it. They'd rather record it and then fast forward through everything. And I think that's where AEW kind of has a leg up is because they already have this uh, group of... They they already have YouTube shows. Yeah. And I think that's... Every, everything is moving to an app at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm just waiting for the AEW app. And it's gonna come. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna come. Um, I don't know that I see AEW over to over able to overcome WWE. And here's why: WWE isn't just a wrestling company anymore. They are now their own multimedia conglomerate, and it's all run through the same office. So, like. Again, I'm going to reference our conversation with Crowbar. Um, he talked about how WCW had AOL on Time Warner to, to contend with with mm-hmm. TNT. And so Eric had to answer to those people. WWE doesn't have to answer to anybody aside from, you know, they have Fox in USA, but they only control SmackDown and Raw respectively. Yeah. You know, um, and NXT to a degree, right? Um, but they don't, con- they don't, deal with wwe films no they don't deal with um you know wwe live events they don't deal with the merch they don't deal you know aol time warner owned all that shit so they had their finger in every aspect of the pie and uh wwe doesn't have that with their with their backing with usa and with fox um and so wwe's focus is so much broader and and this is what vince was vince told us all of this you know 15 years ago you know it isn't just a wrestling show it's sports entertainment right well the the entertainment aspect of that is that it's not just about the wrestling show and you know for someone and will i'm going to use you as an example you know you're talking about they just have to book a consistent show and they have to put on fantastic matches well that's great for people that give a shit about wrestling and wrestling only for their wrestling show but that's not the WWE's fan the WWE's fan is not there just for the wrestling show and so i don't feel like those fans are going to walk away and go to AEW and the other aspect of this is that because we have DVR, because we have YouTube, because we have apps, there's no need to. Yeah. If I want to watch SmackDown on Friday night, I'm going to watch SmackDown on Friday night, but I don't have to. And because of that, I don't have to worry about staying up to watch Rampage. 
And so those numbers are never going to, there's never going to be a true qualitative data that says AEW can win or AEW has won. And I don't think that we will ever get there because I think WWE's number is too big. I think live events probably is a good qualitative number, in my opinion. Like if, when they're doing the same city, how are ticker sales compared to one to the other? I don't, that's also but can you but can you can you do that? That that's what I was about to say. Can you can you compare that though when WWE is going to the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia and AEW is going to the Leah Core Center, which holds significantly less people? Yeah, yeah, but I think in some cities, even with the significantly less people, they're still drawing more people. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I look at it this way: when AEW runs a one of their, I mean, you compare the top four pay per views to the top four pay per views. AEW is still running in that basketball, hockey arena where WWE is selling out football stadiums. Yeah, pay per views. Yeah. 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 But I mean, every day just live events. And so here's 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 where I think it really comes down to. If if you want to use that as your qualitative data, I'm good with it. Okay, I think that's mm-hmm. great. I think it's a great point. Um, then you you have to do it for house shows. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't even do it for TV because the level of advertising and the number of tickets that WWE surely uses in its advertising is a crazy amount more than AEW. Here's what I mean. WWE comes to town, right? And they want to sell as many tickets as they can for Monday Night Raw because they don't want to have to tarp anything off and then people complain about that on the internet, right? So WWE takes thousands of tickets to radio stations, TV stations, right? And every radio station in Philadelphia is giving away tickets to Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. You know, for the 13th caller, you're going to get, you know, a four pack of tickets to go to Monday Night Raw. And those numbers still count for attendance, right? Even though they aren't tickets sold, it's still attendance. Um, WWE does that to such a degree to fill the house for TV um, that I think they probably give away three quarters of the tickets that AEW can sell at least right now. Um, But they don't do that for house shows. So I think house shows are the only way you can really do that. But there are like less than a hundred people at house shows. If you go to actual house shows, right? Like overseas, they do really well. But like right. they they used to come up to Tallahassee, and there's like a hundred people there, right? So, but that's but that's but that's the only way I think that it's. I mean, AW does so, it too because so they've I been just, doing it down here. So I just so. looked up, and just going off of because AEW was just here, the League Quarter Center, and we just for a normal basketball game there for a temple basketball game. It holds just over 10,000 people. The Wells mm-hmm. Fargo center holds double that. Yeah. But does WWE sell that out every time? Yes. With just a regular show. Yep. I the, remember grossly before the pandemic, they struggled to find seats for people. 
or not, fill I mean, people for seats. Not in Philly. I was <laughs> gonna say not in Philly. Yeah. Um, yeah. like I said, so, Philly is a. But like, it's also it's, not it's one city. Because like I know. Right. That wrestling like, I mean, there's thousands there's thousands of cities that you know that they're gonna run in. Yeah. yeah. Um I just think that's probably a better indicator than than TV because TV, it costs nothing to do, turn on your TV, but it does cost money to go to shows. The other the other qualitative data that I think you could probably use, um, and you guys may disagree with me here, is champions merch. What what who's your biggest champion? WWE it's Roman Reigns, right? AEW it's Kenny Omega. Who sells more merch? Question. That's that you know what I mean? Like that's I think that that's something that you can use because that's how many people are willing to spend money because they are invested in your champion. Yeah. Again, if you're talking about overall reach that's something that you could use. I would just take top versus top, in my yeah, opinion. You, you never know. Like, not necessarily champion, just top okay, versus top. Just, just top yeah. versus like, top. So, say it's for, Breaker and AEW, it, it is what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. yeah I was going to say, because for years, I'm, I'm sure that John Cena's here, been doing it. I was going to say, Cena, or even before Cena, like the Mysterio, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People. Mm-hmm. People that weren't the champ, but they they connected with the audience. They were selling more merch than anybody who well, held that belt. Well, I mean, certainly if you look at the if you look in the nineties, right? Um, the two hottest things in professional wrestling in the in well, I should say the three hottest things in professional wrestling in the nineties were the NWO, DX, and Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? And then and mm-hmm. the Rock. So we'll call it the Big Four, right? Yeah. But notice that. Three of those were in the WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Now, DX's merch did not move like the NWO's merch did. Not back then, at least. You know, um, when the DX revival came in 2006, I think that yeah. line of merch moved much better than I the original DX shirt, right? <laughs> um, the, but the Rock's merch flew off the shelves stone cold's merch flew off the shelves but Mm -hmm. i think that if you combined the rock and stone cold steve austin you might have hit the nwo's numbers you see what i'm saying like you know for there was at least a couple of years there where the nwo's merch outsold everybody yeah that was a sign that wcw was on top and so i feel like the merch plays a strong part in that and AEW pushes their merch like crazy you know, you, you, they they are on top of that. Go to AEW shop. Go to AEW shop. They they do a fantastic job with that. So, WWE's the same way too. Yeah, they are. So that's I think that's that's where probably your your maybe your most true qualitative data will come from is what your merch sales look like. I think it would be interesting. I want one of our uh, our Mark friends uh, that listens to our show to go and do that research for us because we're all too lazy and too tired to do it. So. My friends, uh, in in the comments below, if you're watching on YouTube or if you are listening on a uh, on a, a podcast platform, hit us up on on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook at Rewind Podcast W R E W I N D P O D C I S T. Uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Will AEW overcome WWE and become the more successful company? Why or why not? And uh, yeah, so let the us know your brand thoughts. ever. Okay, go back to your basement there, OG. Okay. 
Don't forget to wear your your basketball shorts and uh, and a hoodie while you sit at your desk and uh, in your mom's basement and and sit in the dark. You got a problem with basketball shorts and a hoodie? You're a basement dweller. <laughs> I don't even have a basement. That's true. Um, <laughs> all right, my friends, go buy our merch at Rewind. Anyone's the basement uh, dweller? It's you. Uh. Now, now you messed up the merch line, man. I hate you. Uh, go buy our Back merch. What a maneuver. What a maneuver. Go buy our merch. Uh, look for the Rewind Wrestling Network store. Uh, go donate to Bryce. Go buy your tickets for Coastal Championship Wrestling at ccwrestlingfl.com slash events. All right, my friends. Uh, it's been fun. This is just, you know, again, a conversation for us to have. Uh, it's a conversation that's happening among a lot of wrestling fans right now. And uh, it's something we think that it's important for us to get our dialogue going about. We want to hear what you have to say. Let us know in the comments and we will catch you next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.